I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie along with William Henry, author, investigative mythologist, futurist. William has been writing about human transformation, ascension, and our merger with technology since 2002. He is the author of a number of books, spiritual advisor and presenter on the hit History Channel program, of course, Ancient Aliens. He has done a number of Gaia programs as well, including Ascension Keepers, along with his wife, Claire. He leads luxury spiritual adventure tours worldwide. You've got a couple coming up this year, William. William, don't you? We sure do, George. It's so good to talk with you. We're headed, in fact, to England in September for a Portals to Camelot tour of Holy Grail sites, and then also Egypt in October. I will always remember we were live with you while you were on a bus in Egypt, and I was telling you about the Arab Spring rioting. Remember that? Absolutely. We were, in fact, in the, caught in the middle of it. And, George, you, you provided a lifeline for us, the whole coast-to-coast audience. You were sending up prayers for us, and I can always will always remember that that very special moment being on the phone with you and thinking hey we're going to get home we're going to make it it's going to be all right i can't believe you and i have been doing this program together now for about 20 years 20 years william where'd the time go i know it look at what's happened in our world in in the past 20 years we used to talk about a change is coming a transformation is coming and and now we're living it and you look like you haven't aged at all in 20 years i have but you haven't (laughs) Well, thank you. I, I saw you back in February. I thought you looked amazing, George. Supplements. I keep working at it. And wasn't that an amazing story about Gobekli Tepe, where the mayor of that area believes that aliens built that place? That is incredible, because they are so sensitive about that site in Turkey. It's, it's, you know, it should be, too, because it, it's such a profoundly powerful place, and the impact it can have on revealing our true human history is astounding. And now to have somebody, a public official, coming out and saying, this is what's going on, what a lot a lot of us have long suspected. But, the, I mean, just fundamentally, the way Gobekli Tepe has pushed back the clock in terms of human civilization is astounding. And I'm just so personally interested in, in that site as a potential repository for 
for secrets, for knowledge that can literally change everything. You believe the ETs have had a role in our ascension, don't you? I do. I, I've been studying extraterrestrial intervention in human affairs for around 30 years or so. I started my, my study with the, the Zachariah Sitchin theory that they created us as a slave race. Mm-hmm. We moved through that. And so then that opens up the question, well, why, why did they come here? And when you, when you look into the Egyptian myths and stories about uh, the, the gods, particularly the god Ptah and his intervention coming from Sirius and, and tweaking our, our human DNA, and then you look at the corresponding text, it, it's all about raising humanity to a higher level. And, and that, that is what we ultimately refer to as ascension, making humans more like the gods and, and able to do things mentally, physically, spiritually, and even emotionally that the gods are able to do. And do you believe that there are human types all over the universe? I do. Uh, this is something that uh, is referenced in, in the Bible, as a matter of fact, and we're now starting to come to that conclusion. In fact, there was just a, an article the other day, a, a, a geneticist saying, that uh, from Cambridge saying, hey, there's, there's humans elsewhere in the cosmos for certain, and they look like us. And so geneticists are now coming on board and saying, this is not just a possibility, it's a probability. How did this human seed, other than the Anunnaki, get here? Do you think it came on comets and asteroids and things like that? I think that's a, a, a possibility, but I, I also believe in what they call directed panspermia, which is intervention where you have civilizations that reach a level of technological and spiritual advancement and there's a seems to be an imperative uh, built into us by our creator to go out into the cosmos and to uh, to promulgate life what are your thoughts about the anunnaki william and some of your latest findings and work on that traditionally that the anunnaki have been given a sort of a bad rap they're they're considered to be <clears throat> excuse me exclusively flesh and blood beings and mm-hmm. I, I think we can challenge that now based on the new research that we we for example we'll we'll see cylinder seals 5000 year old cylinder seals that portray the anunnaki wearing robes with wavy lines on them and and headdresses or crowns that have horns on them and those have been interpreted as some kind of a, a technology, like a space helmet or a space suit type of a thing. But the academics who have been looking at the Anunnaki for the past 30 years, running parallel to some of the popular authors, came to a different conclusion. They said that the, 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 the crowned, the, excuse me, the horned crown actually symbolizes rays of light coming off their heads. And the garment that they wear, called the malamu, actually is a, a luminous or radiant garment. It's a force that they wield from within themselves that distinguishes them from humanity. So when you put those two things together, you realize that the Anunnaki could be flesh and blood beings. However, more likely, they're more of a, a luminous or radiant uh, type of a light being that can then phase into physicality. That's well, a big difference. It sure is. We're with William Henry, of course. We are talking about ETs, Ascension, Prophecy we'll get into tonight as well. A couple of his books include Cloak of the Illuminati, Oracle of the Illuminati, his website, which you've had for how many years now? WilliamHenry.net, William. Gosh, going on 25 years? Yeah. 
since since you started. Yes, yes, exactly. Truly, I mean, you imagine how many hits you've had since that time. I know it's it's really astounding. This this uh, this technology has changed all our lives, and it's getting ready to change our lives even more. I mean, I mean, personally, as we've talked many times, I'm personally concerned about the intentional hijacking of the human race that's been taking place in the past ten years, thanks to all our big tech buddies. But I think we're starting to get some pushback on that now. People are starting to wake up and realize that this uh, this merger with AI and transhuman technology is is not going to be a day at the beach. No, not at all. We'll get into that as well. What What is your take on, as, as we look back into human evolution, basically, I've always wondered what your take is on the flood that wiped out humanity during the days of Noah. Well, here's the thing. When we think about Noah, we will we'll often be thinking about a fairly simple person that uh, that was chosen by God. He God judged the, the, the pre-flood world. And only Noah and his family were found to, to uh, have favor in, in God's eyes. And that's the traditional story. Then he builds a wooden ark, and we all know the, the, the story. But one of the, the things that, that really intrigues me about the story about Noah is that the Bible, the book of Genesis says that Noah was perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Well, wait a minute. The, the only other person who walked with God in the Old Testament, in the book of Genesis, was Enoch. And Enoch's story is unquestionably about his transformation into a higher spiritual form. He, to use the term, he ascended. So if, if, if we apply that terminology, he walked with God, to mean he was taken to a higher spiritual realm and transformed, then we have to apply that to Noah as well. But that, that puts a completely different spin on Noah's story. It says that instead of perhaps building a simple wooden ark, that Noah was able to transcend that global cataclysm that also involved Gobekli Tepe, by the way, mm-hmm. by perfecting himself spiritually. So that's a completely different story, and that's, that's the line of research that I'm following now, because... If we follow that line of research, George, then that aligns with Plato's story of Atlantis. His, in Plato's allegory about Atlantis, his, his big gripe was is that Zeus and the other gods had told humanity, maintain your, your spiritual foundation, your spiritual premise. Honor the divine element within you. If you waver from that into materialism, you will, you will suffer consequences. And the Atlantean people did in Plato's story exactly as did the, the pre-flood civilization of Noah. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. 
It's so easy to think, it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And there's no question that the sign of the beast, the 666, might be tied into technology. Would you think so? I, I am absolutely convinced of that. I mean, it's been remarkable how, in fact, blindsided we've been just in the past few years with yeah. this introduction of technology that perfectly aligns with the description given in the book of Revelation about the the mark of the beast that you will have to have in order to buy, sell, or trade. It's alarming uh, of how fast this is happening, but that is part of the prophecy as well. And this is why I feel like the the book of Revelation is is an excellent navigational tool. I'm not saying we have to live by it, but it most certainly is a navigational tool that gives us a, a sort of a a benchmarks for what is happening in our world right now. And the good news is if, if, that if we accept this, this, uh, this story, this, this line of, of, of thinking provided in the book of Revelation, it has a happy ending. The, the good guys win. The children of light win. But we have to go through a, a whole lot of uh, high water before we get there. Do you think, William, the book of Revelation is a playbook for the future of things that will be or could be? Well, I think that's a beautiful way of expressing it, George. It's, it's definitely a playbook. It's, it's archetypal in nature. It's symbolic in nature. It can reoccur from age to age. It is a, it's a process that, that every uh, in, iteration of human civilization undergoes. It happened during the time of Noah. There is a judgment day. There, uh, we are living a judgment day right now. And I don't mean this from a like a Bible preacher, uh, you know, hellfire and damnation kind of perspective. It just is. Nature judges everyone, everything, all the time, and we are presently on that on that judgment day balance where we're deciding. For example, do we want free speech? Do we want individuals to have individuality, free speech, the ability to express themselves? Or do we want to submit to some totalitarian and authoritarian power? We have people playing God in our world mm-hmm. right now with technology. 
with, with, the, with the belief that they get to determine what you and I can speak about at any time. That is judgment. And what we have to decide is that, no, we, we honor ourselves as human beings. We choose our freedom. We choose our individuality. We choose our ability to make our own decisions for ourselves, self-determination, excuse me, self-determination, self-realization. These are all things that are part of this Judgment Day scenario. And so from moment to moment, right now, you and I are actually living that scenario. Because if we just decide, oh, no, that's okay, I, I really don't need to have self-determination or self-realization, it's, it's effectively the end of the human race. Do you think it's free speech, William, if, let's say you're at a ball game with a little kid, and uh, a guy's in front of you, and he's, he's got on the back of his T-shirt profanity, and he's screaming profanity at the baseball team. Is that free speech? That, that's a, a form of free speech, yes. But then you also Should we allow to, that kind of speech, though? I don't think that that's appropriate behavior, no. And I, should I, am I the one that's going to decide that, that that's not allowed? No. I think what has to happen is that individuals have to decide I, that personally I'm not going to allow that, and I'm going to link with other people who decide that that is not the, the most appropriate behavior either, and then pretty soon people will stop doing those behaviors that aren't rewarded. Interesting take on that. It really is. And, and I, I, would, I would agree with you that we may not be the ones to be the enforcers, but it's not appropriate. No. And so if I'm showing up at the ball game, I'm not going to be wearing that T-shirt. I'm going to be dressed in a different way. I'm going to behave in a different way. And I'm going to model that for other people rather than going up to the guy and saying, uh, you can't wear that T-shirt. Just bring a jacket and throw it over him or something. <laughs> there you go. Something like that. Why do you think every civilization since the beginning of time has felt that they were in end times? Well, I'm not sure that all have. I mean, there have certainly been eras in history where there's been some very, very dark moments. And in recent times, uh, the, the, the 20th century, for example, the first half of the 20th century was about as dark as it gets. We had the Nazis. We had the development of nuclear weapons, which seems to be a cyclical development as well. You, you can go back to uh, the Roman times, uh, the time of early Christianity, that when the book of Revelation was written, they thought they were living in an end time. It's a, it's a preoccupation uh, with humanity. We, we want the end time because in so many of the prophecies, there is a new world, a new heaven and a new earth that's waiting on the other side. So it's, it's not that we, we focus exclusively on, oh, this is the end. What we're actually what we're actually programmed in a way to aspire towards is a better version of humanity, a new heaven, a new earth that unfolds after the end times. You're an investigative mythologist in a darn good one. Do you believe, spiritually speaking, that what accounts are in the Bible happen that way? The thing about the Bible, like all spiritual texts, is that there are multiple levels of interpretation. There's the literal, there's the historical, there's the metaphorical, allegorical, there's an anatomical interpretation. The, for example, the, book, the, the, the Bible is a guidebook to the mystic functioning of, of our human anatomy. There's also an astronomical interpretation. These, these texts have 
uh, are coded so that you can interpret Jesus as the Son, for example, if you would like, and, and a lot of people do. Uh, there's also the uh, the anagogical interpretation, and that word has to do with ascension. So when we look at at the Bible as a as a text, we have to ask the person, well, which level of interpretation are you looking at it through? Because very few people look at it from all six, seven, or eight levels of interpretation. Amazing work, William. When you when you read Revelation, is there anything there that scares you? Of course, absolutely. This idea that a a, a, a an antichrist figure, a beast that is thrown down from the heavens, and a, there was a war in heaven, and the archangel Michael throws this beast, this dragon, to the earth, and the, out of the dragon pops a beast that gets everybody to take the mark of the beast and then worship the image of the beast. That that's horrifying, and but again, that that is what is unfolding in our world. You have. Is he a hero or a villain? Elon Musk saying, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna free everybody now that I own Twitter." But at the same time, I want you to line up and take my Neuralink implant so that you can be wired to the twenty thousand satellites that I've, I'm going to yeah, be Yeah, exactly. So that you can, I can radiate the Earth twenty four seven three sixty five with five G radiation that we really don't know the ultimate effect on organic matter with. So trust me, that that's a deal with the devil. Right there. I'm not going to put any neural links on my head. Yeah, there's no. Well, then here's the bits. Nor am I going to be chipped. In the book of Revelation, if you're not taking the mark of the beast, you will be killed by the beast. Or, or you can't exist in society, right? Exist exactly. So that's why the book of Revelation is so terrifying, and why what is happening with every single corporation in the world right now, and several major governments are now promoting the augmentation of the human body, mostly for future wars, but ultimately it, it fulfills the mark of the beast, because the ultimate future war is called Armageddon. It is the final battle between the forces of good and the forces of evil. And we're, we're, we, are the, we are the warriors in that battle. We are the ones on the front line of that battle right now. And they, they really aren't that interested in you and I, George. They're they're interested in our, our children and grandchildren. That's who they're coming after, and that's who we have to protect from the beast. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 